Hi, I'm Otto. Welcome to Ellen Sarah's podcast. Um, that beeping is going to make me slowly lose my mind. Did you hear me say that? So I want to, I want you to really, uh, you're very sensitive to sounds lately. So I want to tell, <laughs> I need to tell the audience about you and I at the Warriors game. What's you the and Warriors I at the game? Warriors game. What it is it? like, we are surrounded by commotion and a game and we're on the floor and we're with oh. our Rakuten family and you are unable to enjoy yourself yeah. because of a faint little click. Yeah. That, that was very faint. Okay, I heard it. Was, it. it was a beep, not a click. Okay, but it was faint. And you could not yeah, that's true. focus on the game. You kept going, you kept going, well, I think it's a photographer. I mean, <laughs> as if you're going to like, what? Like ask him to like put his camera down? I was going to maybe say like, could you silence it or something? Like it was really, really distracting I me. know. I felt you. I've been diagnosed with OCD. I know, but it's getting bad. And I yeah. felt you mm-hmm. like- having a conversation with yourself about how if you were about to be like, hey, sir, excuse me, do you mind like not taking photos? Like I was. at the Warriors game, he was the I Warriors. wasn't going to say don't take photos, but I was going to be like, are you responsible for the beep? Like, is there anything you could do to like silence I it? felt you about to do it. And in my mind, I was about to be like, this is absolutely not. Yeah. Like I, I was going to put my it. foot down in a major but way. But I am living now, I'm in like city life in a building where in a condo where there's a lot of things around that I'm not used to. And there are um, many sounds. I can handle sounds that are like inconsistent. You know, it's like a little of this and a little of that. That Oh, that nose blowing sound I don't really love though. First of all, Sarah, anytime you hear somebody else do something loud, you're like, are you okay? It feels like you're blowing your note, your brains out. But then when you do it, you make crazy sounds and you expect other people to just like tolerate it. You live in a world that's just... Just you. Yeah, it's just, it's not an even playing field here. <laughs> it's really not. Sarah is there the is kind a hierarchy. Of like, everything that bothers <laughs> There's Sarah. There's a hierarchy in this family. Everything that bothers Sarah about everybody else, she does not have any interest in herself having to change. No. Like if somebody else was like, ha, <laughs> with their nose, you'd be like, are you okay? Leave the room. You're disgusting. But then you do it and you're like, what do you want from me? I'm blowing my nose. Well, I left the room. You were within 10 feet. It was pretty <laughs> loud. Anyway, the point that I was saying is that I can handle sounds and noises that are like inconsistent. You know, someone cooking in the oh, kitchen. This is not flattering on my ankle. Okay, I am like talking. Like every time oh, yeah, I'm talking, you just, you just don't even listen. But what I really can't handle are consistent sounds. It's like I, yeah, live, that's OCD. I live near a, um, a lot of construction going around me and there's a lumber yard nearby. And starting around 7.30 in the morning, what I hear from my bed is, Beep, 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 beep. And that would drive me nuts. Trucks reversing mm-hmm. and like whatever it's called, like um, tractors and things like that. And it, you think you could live in New York? No, but I feel like, tell me if I'm wrong, New Yorkers, but in New York, you're hearing lots of different sounds, right? You're hearing like inconsistent sounds. I can't handle one where it like, it it's monotonous and it doesn't end. Yeah, yeah. This is just really a you thing. I mean, it's, I'm listening, but you, I can't relate. You would not you would not be able to handle it. You know what I don't like? The sound of like screaming kids. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like an unhappy household. Like I am a mother and mm-hmm. I love my kids, but if other kids are screaming and being mm-hmm. like, I struggle because mm-hmm. I want to grab the kids and be like, let's grab not, them. Not grab them, <laughs> but I want to touch them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You want to touch them? No, I want to like, you know, like grab their arm. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
I don't think this, this is, is any not, of the, this is legal. I don't think any of this is no, legal. No, but I want to like comfort them. You want to shake them a little bit. I want to just comfort them and be like, no, we don't do this. You know, and I struggle because you mm-hmm. can't. You can't do that with other people's no. kids, but I really struggle. Mm-hmm. You are that person. I've seen it many a times. I think, oh, I've, like I've, on the airplane. I think I've said this before. It's just when you're the person with a child and that child's crying on an airplane, you're looking around, you're like, what do you fucking people expect? It's a toddler. No, nope, that's where you're wrong. If when I had little children, little what? I was the person walking up and down the aisles. Like I was actually that person. So yes, it is tough for me when I no, look No, but over, you look at other people who like roll their eyes and you're like- hateful towards them. But if, when you're the one sitting there and someone else's kid's crying, you're like, shut that kid up. No. Okay. Here, cause here's the thing when kids are tired, right. And they're usually tired on, the, cause it's not comfortable. Like no one's comfortable on a plane. So what, I don't want to say what parents don't realize, like I'm some, you know, like fantastic parent. Like I know everything. I definitely don't. But what a lot of people don't understand parents, not parents on an airplane, kids are, once you reach the point of being overtired, they cannot put themselves to sleep. Like it's very tough. So Mm -hmm. once they reach the point of overtired, they're not in control of their emotions. They're not in control of their bodies. Like Mm -hmm. when you see a kid flailing and it's because they're fucking exhausted. Mm -hmm. You got to walk up and down the aisles. I mean, I'm with a smaller kid, a toddler and, 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 and like rock them. Like Mm -hmm. you really do. And every kid is different, but most kids will Mm -hmm. eventually fall asleep. So I'm like, you got to get proactive. Like when you're a parent on a plane, you don't get to sleep. Like your job is getting the kid Mm -hmm. to sleep. Do you know what I mean? So that is what frustrates me. Because when I had little kids, I wasn't sitting there, you know, scrolling Instagram, watching movies. Well, there was that one time that we tried to give Valentina Benadryl to make her- Well, you tried to give her Benadryl. Well, I did give her Benadryl. You did give her Benadryl. And it did not go well. No, because she, there are some kids, it's a reverse effect. And she turned in- The exorcist. To the exorcist. No, it was terrifying. And threw up in one of our hair. Yours. Yeah. She threw up in your Who's hair. Who told this story? All Again, over you. Another and, redundant story. Um, Pretty sure that, well, actually, I guess you're allowed to give, are you allowed to give a child, child's Benadryl just to have a peaceful flight for yourself? Yeah. Is that like ethical? Oh, well. You're allowed to, but is it right? Benadryl is ethical. But only if that person's having like an allergic, an al- reaction. allergic reaction. Not if you're just like, hey, I'd love to watch like Real Housewives of Miami on this flight. Yeah. Speaking of that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not where you're at. I know, I'm not going to go there. Okay. I'm going back to season one. Yeah, I started crazy. You did it. Yeah. I told you to start watching I'm on it. episode four because this bullshit Peacock, you have to wait a week. I mean, so this is wait, why I love you Netflix. Do? You get it all at once. Oh. Yeah, Peacock, you got to wait till it drops. So there's a new episode dropping tonight. Episode 11 is dropping tonight. From season five. From season five. Yeah. Okay. So, you, so, season... so both of us started, this all started when Charles told us to start watching. This is all Charles' fault. Yeah. So we started you, We started with episode one of season four because yeah. that's what he told us to start with. He said every other episode is meaningless. Yeah. Start season. Season four. Yeah. Season. So we did that. And then now you're in season five. I'm not there yet because I have to yeah. wait till Simon gets back to continue it. Wait, just pause. Simon won't let you watch an episode of The Real Housewives of Miami. Let's let that just Sink land. In. Let's let that land. I don't know if I should repeat it, you know, because yeah. if he hears about that, I don't know if he's going <laughs> to love that. But it is that's, true. That's going on his chat, you know, <laughs> on his manly chat for sure. I'm pretty sure his friends don't listen anymore unless they know he's going to be on it. I don't buy that. Oh. I think everyone's keeping tabs on everyone these days. Maybe. But, um, okay, so then, because I wasn't able to watch with him because he was traveling, I decided <laughs> I'm going to start at season one to see, I want to see what these people used to look like. I want to see, see what they used to act like. Yeah. And it's crazy, isn't it? First well, of all, they're all so much nicer. They all have okay, jobs. By the way, they, 
there's no drama. No. There's like very little drama. How about Marisol? Okay, so she's a different person. My two biggest takeaways are Larsa and Marisol. Yeah, L- Larsa's Alexia Lars- is who she is. Yeah. I love Alexia. She is just me too. Larsa's appearance is truly shocking, and Marisol's personality is completely different. So. Marisol is like submissive and like quiet. Uh-huh. She's like, and mom, like, she's who, like, I don't say that. Mommy, would it? And granted, she lost her mom in season four. No, in fact, I'm, she just have saying her mom, so. her, I'm just saying that her mom was kind of like spicy and wild and would say crazy things. And Marisol, who now is spicy and wild, was like, mom. It's almost like Marisol's her mom now, taking on the role of her yeah. mom now that her mom has passed away. But season one, she's like, quiet and kind of like She's like subdued. dating this young hot guy. She's kind of subdued yeah. and she's kind of like, she's not controversial. She's not combative. Nope, not at all. She's very like not trying to be involved in drama. Mm-hmm. It's really wild, which makes me think these women, they know they got to bring it to like get uh, ass back. So I think that we have to, because you and I are not big housewives watchers. We've never been housewives watchers really until this. So No, I used to be like New York, I did. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, New York. Okay, fine. Like 10 years ago. But I'm, I think people who are truly in it and true fans know that they play up for 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 airtime, right? They have to play up if they're kind yeah. of just like boring. But, but and- once they're doing it, I mean, it seems really real. Yeah. Like the drama seems real. They're crying and stuff. We always say this. Like yeah. you can't say it's fake because these women would win Oscars. Yeah, true. And Larsa is like sweet, the yeah. doting wife, uh-huh. obsessed with her husband, like really also not combative, uh-huh. like- Great body, by the way. Very confident. Very confident. Great body. Really like, I see Larsa season one. I go, I'd be her friend. Be like a normal, nice girl. Yeah. What, what, what happened? happened? What happened? Well, seriously, what happened? I don't know. It's wild. Her transformation is like, it. she should be in the witness protection program. It's really, I'm not even physically, okay, we we don't need to like go there. We You can you can see it for yourself, but it's more just like- You'll just talk to me about it once we're not recording. Yeah. But it's more just like- such a personality, but I guess it's like 12 years, right? What's yeah, the, I mean, I think I was pretty different when I was 23 to 33. So like this was season one was 12 years ago? I don't know the math. I think it's 12. Wait, what's 23 minus? But I think we might be losing people if they don't watch this show. Well, they can fast forward. Oh, Allison's oh. nodding when I just said that. Okay, so. well, Allison nod, but guess what? There's a lot of Real Housewives of Miami fans. I get asked on a daily basis to recap. Also, I think Allison's going to find herself, be like, okay, guys, this other night, I didn't know what to watch. I had nothing mm-hmm. to do. And I found myself downloading Peacock. Literally, she's like, you think we can get Larson as a guest? <laughs> just cut two. But but wait, hold on. Sorry, what's 23 minus Don't do that. 11? That. No, I can't do that. I genuinely, 23 minus 12. 11. Allison just said 12. Guys, I, I, that, that's embarrassing. Don't put our sub- subtraction minus skills 11. on blast. It's, it's 23 minus 11. We should probably be pretty confident in our answer. I know, but it's the fact that I know I'm being recorded. I'm panicking. My brain just blacked out. Like I, I could do it on my hands really quickly. What's five minus three? Don't do that. <laughs> two. two. Don't two, do two, five. Erin. Two. two. I said two very that quickly. That was so real. Five minus three. Don't do that to me. <laughs> well, I just kind of didn't know what you're saying. I said, uh-huh. I just panicked before you finished, okay. but I know it's two. Okay. okay. So I'm just saying 12 years. That's a, we were very different people 12 years ago. So yeah. Anyways. Yeah. We're definitely better people today. They got worse though. I think, you know what I mean? They, what's the opposite of evolving? Um... Devolving. I was going to say that, but I don't think it's a word. How dumb do we sound? Regressing. Like? Regressing. Allison, God, don't try just... to act all smart like you know every word, okay? 
are we just, well, she's not on the spot. I mean, you know. Easy to come up with a word. Yeah, when no we're on the spot right now. We're trying to sound smart and inspiring. Well, we're definitely not and... trying to sound smart because we come across pretty dumb. <sighs> oh, God. Simon hold... looks at me a couple times I'm a week and just goes. i that over your head. Remember when you didn't know you what dumb. five minus three was? I did. I just hesitated. Um, But yeah, I do a lot of dumb things. And sometimes Simon's like, are you alive? Like you are really dumb. What are you reading your text for? Is that something important or you're going to come back to us? Because um, you're reading your own text to someone. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay. Did you need to do that? I did. You did. You needed to. Yeah, it was like I was waiting for a text, a response about something I was really wanting to know the answer Whoa. to. Share. Oh, no, 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 no. Definitely no. not. Classified. Mm-hmm. Classified. It's classified. If I told you, I'd have to kill you. Honestly, I'm down. Just take me out. Oh, are you feeling like that today? No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just, I don't know. I have organizers here. The neat method is helping me organize, my, organize oh my, my clothes. I feel overwhelmed. I have all these things I need to read and do, but we're doing the podcast. I'm still in my pajamas. You know, I'm weaning myself off caffeine. Like life is just like tricky for me right now. I'm feeling very inspired. Oh, so you just don't care about anything I just said. All this I heard crazy. you say was like something about caffeine. That's all <laughs> I picked up from that. It's crazy to have a podcast with someone who doesn't listen to you when you speak. I listen to some of the things, not just not everything. Well, I just said I was on a downward spiral of depression. Oh, you're God. looking at me blank. What are you thinking about? Because it's not what okay. I just said. Okay, you want to know what I was thinking? Yeah, I do. I can't say it. No, please do. Something I, I know. Something about my appearance. No, but now that you mentioned it, no, <laughs> no, no. I was gonna say, but you'll, you're gonna be mad. I'll say it anyway. Okay, I was gonna say, but you're like on medication. Oh so my is it not God, working today? Sarah, no, but like that's it, crazy. I just wanted to know where you're at with the medication. Where I'm at with the medication is that I'm on Zoloft. I'm on 50 milligrams a day. But that's not the one decreasing sex drive because I heard there's a new one that increases sex drive. Mm. This one messed with my sex drive when I went up to 75 and I went back down to 50 because I didn't like it. So 50 is where I'm supposed to be at. But but you might need to go back up to get no, the- No, you're allowed to have like a day where you're overwhelmed. Yeah. You shouldn't well, that, be like, you can't leave the house, but you're, you're able to be, it's supposed to soften everything. It doesn't make things go away. No, I'm kidding. I mean, the truth is, I think we, there is depression, right? And then, because I've had days, we've talked about this before, where I'm like, fuck, I'm like, and I'll say to myself or I'll say to a girlfriend, I'm like, I, I think I'm depressed. Like, I am fucking depressed. And I have to stop myself and go, Sarah, you are not depressed. You are overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You're tired. You're a little sad about this thing that happened or this fight you had or whatever. That is not depression. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it's so quick to go like, I'm depressed. And we just throw that around mm-hmm. when depression is so real, yeah. so undiagnosed for so many people. But a lot of people who are depressed, they don't even know what they're depressed yes. about. It's just sort of a chemical thing. Also on that topic, um, my DBT therapist has- who people really want to come on. I know. He has informed me that I need to stop saying- that I am doing DBT because DBT is for people who have um, a borderline personality. And I know you want to make a joke like you that I have it, but I don't. Um, that I am doing something more lower level, which is DBT skills training. So I'm just taking the skills of what DBT therapy is. But if I, he was like, don't say you're doing DBT therapy because- How does he know you're saying it? Because I was saying to him that I talked about some of the things I learned on the podcast mm-hmm. and I asked him if he would ever come on. And he was like, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Oh, so you're saying there's a chance. I he wasn't like a hard no. Let me talk to him. 
Um, Let me zoom with him. You should zoom with him. Yeah. Um, I'm having a hot flash. Yeah. What's up? Why are you getting the hot flashes? Um, it's pretty awful. I really hate them. It's like killing me. Uh, it is from doing fertility stuff and treatments. And it's like, I don't know exactly why, but coming off of them, it's just... Because you weren't having hot flashes, I feel like, when you were doing them. I know. I don't know. It, coming it, off it took them, like two weeks to hit and it's been a long time now. And I am like... Oh my God. How are you wearing my a sweatshirt? Mind? Because you get cold right afterwards. And so <sighs> I'm like waking up several times in the night, just like truly drenched in sweat where I like, I'm wet. Like I cannot <sighs> function. And then I take everything off and then I get really cold. And, and you're still 10 really, years away from actually... I mean, who knows? Maybe all these fertility treatments are like going to like send... Maybe I'm in menopause now. It's fucked up. Didn't Kourtney Kardashian say her fertility treatments put her into menopause, but then she got out of it? I never read that. I read that. But I mean, listen, I'm like fucking with my hormones all the time. I wouldn't be surprised if it does something like that. But um, yeah, they're really uncomfortable. Uh... And it's annoying because it looks like I'm like blushing because I turned bright red. Well, it looks like you're lying because the other day we were in some sort of situation. I said something and you said something and then you, and I was like, oh, wow, you're, you're like uncomfortable because you're lying. Mm. I'm trying to remember what it was. No, you were just Just hormonal. I get so much joy out of people who reach out to us saying, thank you so much for turning me onto this. It's this, it's that element is one of the top Messages I get from people saying, who knew I was dehydrated? Who knew my skin needed this? Mm -hmm. Who knew my energy levels needed this? Who knew, you know, Element is the ultimate hydrator. We spend so much time, you know, like externally hydrating creams, moisturizers. It's really important to replenish your electrolytes. People don't realize how important it is. But it's, I mean, especially if you're having a few glasses of wine or if you're exercising, it's so important to have your electrolytes be replenished. And a lot of the crap out there is like a lot of the electrolyte drinks out there. Look at the ingredients, you guys. Any of your electrolyte stuff, little packets, read it. There is sugar. There are fillers. There's so much other crap in them and it doesn't need to be there. So Element has none of that. There's no sugar. There's no coloring. There's no artificial ingredients. There's no gluten. There's no fillers. There's no BS. These things are more toxic than you realize. If you can't pronounce it and you don't understand what it is, it's most likely not something that you want to be, you know, eating. Also, real hydration, you need to have like the perfect Balance. component of the ingredients. And Element is has salt in it. And a lot of these hydrators do not have salt in it, but you actually need the salt to hydrate you. Yeah. So right now, Element is offering our listeners a free sample pack with any order. There's eight single serving packets for free with any Element order. It's a great way to try all eight flavors, or you can share your Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash foster. The deal is only available through our link. You have to go to D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com slash foster. Try it totally risk-free. If you don't like it, you can share it with your friend and they will give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. There is a no questions asked refund policy. Okay, so Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. I am now fully on a delivery system of everything, of my produce, of my meats, of all of these things, Mm -hmm. because the grocery store is hectic as hell, Mm -hmm. and I don't know. It just feels more fresh getting it sent to your home. (laughs) I don't think it is more fresh getting it sent to your home. It feels like it is. But it's definitely more convenient. 
So Hungry Root, they will recommend groceries to you based on your taste, okay? Mm-hmm. They take suggestions. They You can choose anything you want. Fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks, sweets, all those things. It's mm-hmm. like a grocery haul. So basically, you can take a short, fun quiz, and then they get to know you and your goals and how you like to eat and what flavors you like and also which kitchen appliances you like to use. And then they keep your needs like top of mind, and then they start building your cart for you. And so I think it's helpful because sometimes you just end up buying the same stuff over oh and over God. and over again. I was getting to a point where I'd come home and I would have nine boxes of ravioli. It's yeah. like, what? Because I just assume that you need exactly. ravioli. And so you got to like change it up. And so they're really great at helping you figure out- and and listen what up, the next guys, ingredient is. you better take advantage of this at least once. Try it because we have like a 30% discount. Yep. That is one of the big, so you, mm-hmm. that's almost half off. So right now, Hungry Root is offering the world's first podcast listeners 30% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Free veggies for life, you guys. Wait, what? Just go to hungryroot.com. Wait, free veggies for life? I know, it's crazy. That can't be real. That's what it says. No. Free veggies for life. Wait, hold on. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Foster to get 30% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That is HungryRoot.com slash Foster. Do not forget to use our link. They will know that we sent you. Okay, so the the, the girl we had on, the um, the money expert, okay? People, Tori. Tori, people really, really liked her. She said this thing, this, um, she goes, I don't like... What did she call it? Positivity porn? No, inspiration porn. Inspiration porn. And it really like got me thinking, Mm -hmm. okay? I follow so many accounts of like women, men, and I'm like, there's something that like doesn't sit right with me with a handful of them, right? Not all of them. Like some of them are like great and like truly inspirational, but some of them I'm like, why am I like not inspired at all by these people that are supposed to like be inspiring, right? And I realized that like this pull positive, what was it again? Inspiration porn. Inspiration porn is a lot of the time just like really self-serving for the person and not so much the people that are actually following, right? Like, Like a handful of people where like their whole messaging about like happiness from within and all these things, I want to be like, you're only happy because you're like making money off being this like inspirational, motivational speaker. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, are you actually like, you're telling me that I need to be finding all this shit within, but I'm supposed to be learning from you. And your only happiness is from like your success or your like downloads or how do you know what their happiness is from? Cause you can just sort of tell. It's not with everybody. I mean, I follow like a lot of quote unquote inspirational people. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I like, I just do. Mm-hmm. And you want to be inspired. And when and I never could put my finger on it. And then when Tori was like, no, I'm not like this whole like inspiration porn thing. It's I was like, oh whoa. Mm-hmm. And so I went and I muted a bunch of accounts. Cause I was like, mm. it's actually making me feel worse than better. What I've realized is it's really all about they're elated mm-hmm. because their book is selling and because they're feeding off us. Listen, it works. Right. For, it but does. like it's it's like really, if you lose it all tomorrow, are you still gonna be coming on here talking about how happy you are? No, you're not. Yes, here's how I feel. I think that the people, I think that vague, generic, inspirational quotes are pointless. It's really people who give you like tools that you can actionably use that are helpful. And you see a lot of people being inspired by these people. Yes, it's a business, but you know, I'm kind of like changing my tune about 
doctors, psychiatrists, therapists who use social media and it kind of makes you like lose respect for them a little bit because the truth is everyone is running a business and there is a um, pediatrician that's sort of like a, I don't know if he's alternative, but he has a very open mindset to things and I really like following him and he posts on social. And I thought, would it be weird for me to have a pediatrician who's like got an Instagram account oh, where he posts so, stuff? Because they're not charging you. Yeah, they're I just putting information. And out I thought, there. no, it's not it's like, like you're spreading good information. They're and, not trying to scale their motivation. But I think it's okay also to have a motivational book that you sell and you make oh, money. Like that's your living. Of course. I, what I'm saying is, what all these people stand for, though, is happiness within mm-hmm. and getting to a place where none of the outside stuff matters and no ego. Release your ego, mm-hmm. and all these people preaching it are like their happiness is mm-hmm. predicated on how successful they yeah. are. That's what I'm saying is there's a fine line between making it a bit, of course, everyone should find ways to make money and everyone should mm-hmm. find ways to like get a following. And I get it. Like mm-hmm. I want a following. I want to be successful. I totally understand yeah. that. But when your entire business is about happiness within, mm-hmm. right? That's the part to me. We're like seeking validation where I'm from like, outside people. Yes. I'm like, okay, but your whole thing is about like validation mm-hmm. and and I, like I think that it that, that's just where I struggle with there's nothing wrong with it I'm just saying for me as for me to take it seriously I don't think that anyone's goal should be I have no ego I I don't care what anybody thinks about me I don't need validation from outside sources I don't care about success oh, and no. power I think that the goal is that you know, to function in Western civilization and the modern world, you have to have a little bit of ego. You have to kind of want to have success. You have to care a little bit what people think about you. Totally. But I think that it should not be something that consumes you. If you are someone who is like leveled by, you know, not getting a, not an Instagram post, not doing well, or someone not liking you and it ruins your life or it ruins your day, you're crying or you're on a vacation, you're constantly filming yourself and you're staring at your phone the whole time to see the likes come in. That is a problem. But on a sort of surface level, it's, I think it's okay to care a little bit about what people think about you to want success. Absolutely. But what's the drive to success? Cause for a lot of people, we have what we need, right? Like we have a roof over our head. We don't need anything more. So what is the thing that drives you to want more? It could be purpose for yourself, proving something to yourself that, you know, people didn't believe in you when you were a kid and now it feels good to prove that you can do something well. Is it to have more success than other people? Mm-hmm. Is it to make them jealous? Is it to feel like, you know, you're worthy of love if you're rich and powerful? Like, what is it? that's driving you. Cause I think that there are unhealthy things Mm -hmm. that could drive you and then healthy things. I think you have a really healthy balance of wanting to be successful, putting in the work, wanting to like put yourself out there a little bit, but like, you're also very mysterious. I mean, like my mysterious. Well, you really don't People don't really have any sort of insight into how you live your daily life. Mm-hmm. People don't aren't sitting here knowing. You're not going, guys, Netflix just picked up my show. Oh, my God. It's mm-hmm. a dream come true. It's like, you're not doing that. Like, no. we, we, we try to, like, show people, like, we're doing this. We're doing that. Look at this. But, like, all within reason. We're not filming ourselves when we, we get good news a lot, you mm-hmm. know? And... There's a part of us, I think, that's a little bit like, that's just like kind of 
We don't want to be braggy. Mm -hmm. And you have specifically so much good happening in your professional life right now. You're not talking about it. Mm -mm. No one knows about it because you really actually have done the work where you are truly fulfilled from the things you're supposed to be fulfilled from. Like, mm -hmm. it's not going to change your day to post that Netflix just picked up your show, our show. I'm also part of it. <laughs> um, and yes, that truly is not going to give you the fulfillment that like you get fulfillment from places where you're really supposed to get the fulfillment. And I've, I was like, oh, it's so interesting. Like you haven't even told anybody about it. And it's, it's just for you. You're mm -hmm. like, cause I don't need that outside validation. Like I know that I'm doing the work. And so well, you I, are really doing the real work. Well, thank you. That's very nice. I think that I, I think about this a lot because we have, I mean, yeah, I guess we haven't fully talked about it, but Netflix is making Shiksa. For like a full season order. Not only are they making Shiksa, but it's like we the, can't say who's starring in it yet. No, I'm not saying that, but I mean it's it's one of their most like they're putting a lot behind. They're it. They're putting a lot behind it, and it's really cool. But I think that you know, like I went to a dinner party and met some new friends last weekend. Oh, did you? Simon? Yeah, remember in Hancock Park? Oh yeah. Um, and everyone's like getting to know each other, and I was really hoping it did not come up. Because I don't want to get to know someone yeah. and have them sort of measure me by, oh, she has a cool new show on Netflix because then what if that show gets canceled one day? Like, is that what you're friends with me for? I don't mm. want my friendships to be based on that. I also have like the true, true, true truth is that I have insecurity about things happening that are positive because I'm mm. scared of people like hating on me. And so I never yeah. want to be sitting there saying like, oh, guess what? I have this, you know, this show and this is who's in it and, and bragging. And then other people being like, she's whack. I, like, cause I judge other people when they're like always talking about well, themselves. When I go back to when HBO bought the other show years ago, right? Aaron and I pitched the show to HBO. They bought it. And I was like, I really needed to know that HBO bought a show from us. And I just, I needed people mm -hmm. to know. And it's so obvious why I was feeling insecure in, in my place in the entertainment industry. And I felt like if people knew mm -hmm. that HBO wrote a show that I created, mm -hmm. that all of a sudden I would be taken seriously mm -hmm. in the entertainment world, right? So it's very clear why I really needed people to know about it. But at this point in life, I don't need to be like, Guys, we are Nordstrom's number two selling brand. Mm -hmm. Like, we're not telling people that. We're not like, for the first time, I don't feel like I have to brag mm -hmm. about, I'm not like talking about our fund. You don't which need the validation I don't need, no, don't get me wrong. Hold on. I'm not like so above it. I do need validation. No, like, let's be do. clear. Like, I do need it. I do still feel insecure about a lot of things, but it's just, it's just shifted. Like, I don't need it as much. Well, my sort of motto to myself is that, um, and I feel this also with, I feel this with myself and I feel this with Simon as well. Like, I don't feel the need to tell people important things that are happening in Simon's career or in my career because when you're successful, people know it. So if my show is a success, our show, Trust me, you'll know it. You'll see it on Netflix. You'll glimpse. see us at the Emmys. You'll see people. You will see it. Like there's I just no got this glimpse of you being like, guys, I have a big announcement, but I can't tell you. I can't tell you. know, people do that. Yes. that. They're like, guys, the biggest thing just happened. I wish I could say more. I'm dying. I can't say more. Mm -hmm. uh, can you imagine doing that? No. <laughs> I can't imagine doing that. And I wouldn't want to do that because I don't, I don't know. It's like, I don't like 
people for the things that they have done in their careers. I like them for, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm so like, you know, evolved and above it. It's more like I've been on the wrong side of this for so much of my adult life that I've worked really hard on myself because I know that it didn't bring me joy. And once I settled into getting married and changing what my life looked like, I stopped needing so much attention. Like I used to need a lot of attention. When I was single, I was addicted to the attention that I got. Of course. I never wanted to be, um, I never wanted to like pair off and get married because I used to think, I don't think I can give up my addiction to knowing someone has a crush on me. Oh yeah. I would go out and it would be a bad night if I didn't get hit on. Mm -hmm. But if I got hit on, it was like the best night ever. Yeah. Like truly. And getting a compliment and finding out that someone is like, Hey, my friend is asking about you. And you know, when you're, when you have a boyfriend or you're in a relationship, people would stop it's saying that to you. High. It's you're, truly like a yeah. dopamine high. So I really didn't think that I could walk away from that. I always thought I really needed a lot of attention. And, um, and honestly, like you got so much attention when we were younger <laughs> that it was really great that you got into a relationship uh, bitch, with Tommy. I still do. Okay. But, I mean, excuse me. Hold on. Rude. But it was great for me that you got into a relationship with Tommy so young because you were off the market. So as soon as I started getting cuter, I was off the market at 24. I know it was great for me. Lucky you. I know. So then I started God. getting like a lot of attention. We have do not have the same taste in guys. That is a fact. Yes. Rude to Simon. Well, but, I was about to say, although Simon, but then I didn't want to say that because that's awkward. Right. But, 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 but overall. But you could see yourself with him. That's great. But overall, that you've never been with one person where I'm like, oh. Also rude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. This is coming out wrong. Yeah, it really is. But you know what I mean. The point is, is that I got so much more attention as an adult because you were off the market. So first of, of all, course I appreciate had- that. But you got- that is actually not true because even though I was with Tommy, I still got a lot of, you know, from your <laughs> boyfriends. <laughs> no, I'm saying like people also would- joking. Sure, people would have crushes on you. And of course people would like to say that you're hot, but but in general, you weren't an option. So it was great for me because I got so much attention. Okay. Again, I appreciate this, but you were, that is not only, that is not the only reason why you got, no, I mean, I it was is also a big a catch- reason. <laughs> I was also but a catch in my own only reason. The point is, is that, I felt very addicted to that. Of course. So when I met someone that I was willing to walk away from the game for, you know, it felt really good because it was actually so easy. He's taking it really far. Sometimes I'll look at me and go out. And I'm like, dude, you brush your hair. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's weird how you much st- I like don't care about what I look no, like no, anymore. We, we got to discuss. Like, you got to like, you know. Try a little bit. You had a... A rat's nest. But that wasn't like out at a restaurant. That was here doing a podcast. While we were being filmed. Yeah, but from the front. But don't, when don't you turn to the side, it's... Well, your hair is not looking great today either. Well, it's a, I brushed it. Anyways, continue. You didn't brush it. Point is, is that I don't think that that's a great way to live because it's it's all consuming. And, and so I just don't have that anymore. Um, and it's a really, really, really good feeling. feeling. But that is true evolvement. Is that a word? Yeah. Like that is true evolvement. Evolution? And that's kind of what Evolution. I'm saying. And that's kind of what I'm saying is a lot of these people that we are supposed to be looking at as like, oh, wow, like they've reached this evolvement that I'm evolution. supposed to- Evolution, evolution. Evolution that I'm supposed to, it's, it's just not real. Do you know what I mean? It's not real. Nobody that films their life all day long is evolved. I'm sorry. There. I, I agree. Said it. I agree with that. Nobody who feels the need, no matter if you're- an A-list movie star or a influencer mm-hmm. or a whatever you are, nobody that films their life 24-7 is evolved. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just go out there and say, say it. it. 
I don't think that's that hot of a take. I, I agree. I do not need to see you putting your children to bed. Put your phone down and put your children to bed. I don't want to see it. Yeah, I agree. Sorry. I think I used to film me putting your kids to bed. But oh, please, once a year. So easy to talk about Osea. I mean, I have it on my hands right now. I have it on my face right now. I sleep in it every night. I use the hand cream, the anti-aging hand cream every day. I love their products. They are clean. They are safe to use. That You could let your teenagers use them. They have been around for 26 years, started in Malibu, California. If you're looking at dipping your toes into the natural um, pond... Mm-hmm. This is the perfect place to start. Osea yep. is the perfect place to It's start. one of the few brands that is super, super clean, but also really luxury. Yeah. All their products are clean. They're all vegan. They're all cruelty-free. They're all climate neutral. They're all enriched They're with thick, seaweed. though, and they're rich. And you yeah. put them on and you just feel your skin looking mm-hmm. and feeling better. Yeah. And they're clinically proven and consumer tested. So it's like they actually work. They have this anti-aging body balm that is phenomenal. It uses like these beautiful oils like passion fruit and coconut oil to moisturize. Everything, I just, I'm obsessed. I love all of it. So start the new year fresh with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now we have a special discount for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code FIRST at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order, free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use the code FIRST for 10% off. All right, there's so many fads happening right now. So many people are talking about dieting and getting healthier. It's the new year. Noom has really figured out an interesting way to get into the mental and physical shape that you've always wanted to get into. So Aaron and I both really hate these strict diets. I think that that it's not about dieting so much as finding the right lifestyle that works for you, makes you feel your best. So Noom Weight, it's a psychology-based app. And at first when I heard about it, I was like, oh, really? Like, does that work? Then we started seeing the results. We started seeing friends of ours who were using it and were like so dialed in. And it has sustained for like two years. Oh, oh, literally. Because it changes how you view food and it changes like your mental... Uh, relationship right. to food, your emotional relationship, and that doesn't just go away. So it's no. something that you can actually sustain. So stay focused on what's important to you with Noom Weights, psychology-based approach. You can sign up for your free trial today at noom.com slash foster. That is N-O-O-M dot com slash foster to sign up for your trial today and check out Noom's first ever book. I know they had a book coming out, The Noom Mindset. It's definitely something you should pick up. A deep dive into the psychology of behavior change. It's available to buy now wherever books are sold. It's really funny though, the perception, we don't need to go into the perception of us, but, but my, I'm giving you a compliment. I think that you have reached real evolution. Are you sure that's the word? Pretty sure. I don't think so. I don't think evolvement is a word. You're truly evolved. Because evolution is not the word. No, you're watching your evolution. Like, right. has, Yeah, and I want to get more to that place mm-hmm. because I have, I really have. So, okay, there was a super moon on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm really into your new spiritual side. 
You sent us, you guys, oh, yeah. you don't understand. Okay. Our mom, I feel bad now because mom really listens to this and she says that it's she's really- She's just honestly happy to get a shout out. So it's fine. No, she said that it's really frustrating. She loves it. She's not a sensitive person, but when she said she's like driving in her car and she hears us retelling things about her and she wants to like jump in and be like, that is not how that happened. And she doesn't love that we the voice that we give her when we reenact things that she says. But our mom, you have to understand about, I don't know, 10 years ago or something, right after our stepdad passed away, she started leaning into plant medicine and self, well, I was going to say, say evolvement, <laughs> evolution. So she started, she started to be a very, very spiritual person and really kind of like into her mushrooms and her crystals and her la la la, all this stuff. And it's honestly been amazing for her. But for a little while, she started using a different voice and it became challenging. And I had to say to her, mom, I can totally accept what you're saying to me, but you got to say it like yourself. If you become someone who's like, Aaron, the astral is listening to you. Like I can't take it seriously. So just talk like yourself. And I'm fully on board with all that stuff. Anyway, she loves to talk about the moon and she sends us pictures of sunsets and like, it's really pretty and cute and we love it. But Sarah has never been that person and usually doesn't even respond to those texts. And then out of the blue, she sent, let me find the text, me, Jordan and our mom, which we need to come up with a name for that chat, by the way. Okay. Sarah sent us a text on Saturday at 6, 27 PM. She sent us um, an article from whatever, economictimes.com that said, moon will be the closest to earth tonight, heavenly miracle to happen after 993 years. And she sent the text and she said, set some intentions tonight. <laughs> and I wrote back, is this mom or Sarah? Okay, but it just- And Jordan goes, I was absolutely shocked when it wasn't mom who sent this. But the article, blah, 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 blah. It was your okay. very mom. Okay, a couple things. But I like it. Okay. I like this for a you. A couple things. Because, and I just want to say, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be talking a lot, but I, I want you, I like that you're focusing on this. Yes. Like, I think that it's, I think it's time for you to focus on this. And I think that you should be able to, you should look around and realize that you have so many things in your life set up. You have success, you have beauty, you have great kids, you have all these things, you have money, you have all these things you've always wanted and you should enjoy it instead of making sure everybody else is seeing it. Yeah, 100%. But I think a couple of things about that. Number one, the moon was in a place it hasn't been in in 955 years. <laughs> this okay? is so weird that you're saying Okay, this. that's number one. Number two, I was in a hotel room in San Francisco, okay, alone, in this beautiful room at St. Regis, San Francisco. Shout out. I was going to give a shout out, and then I'm like, oh, I paid for it. Yeah. Um, and I'm, like, in this, like, gorgeous room with these, like, you know, these buildings that are, like, lit up in the middle of San Francisco. Kyrie had the kids. I was like, I'm alone. I'm in this beautiful thing. I have, like, four hours to just sit here. Like, what am I going to do? I could go on Instagram. I could watch a movie. I could put on Netflix. I was like, no, I'm going to see the moon. I am going to tap into the supermoon. Grab my journal. Wow. Bitch, I wrote for three hours. No, you did not. Three <gasps> hours. I want to see I mean, those pages. I would, well, I would die if anyone read, read it. I mean, what do you do? You like so burn embarrassing. Them? Do you burn them? Okay. I literally, I was like, okay, I'm going to just 
right. I'm going to just like, I'm never alone like this. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I'm never alone in a space like that. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm alone at home, which is never, but if I'm alone at home, I, there's stuff. I'm like, I'm going to look in my closet. I'm going to go in the kitchen and make something. Like I was just like alone, just like sitting on this couch. Kind of makes me think the universe really was on your side because we were supposed to come and we would have gone out to dinner and then Simon and I couldn't come Saturday night and it gave you the chance to, to do this. I wasn't anticipating any of this. I was anticipating Josie being with me, okay? I didn't know that she was going to be gone. I was anticipating maybe Andrea being around. I don't know. There's just, I was not supposed to be alone. And it was like oh, the weirdest, I don't even want to say it was healing because that's so cheesy, but I tapped in. We're so distracted in life, okay? We all know this. There's just, this phone is the devil, the devil okay? It's beautiful for a lot of reasons. It connects people. It does a lot, business. No, it's the devil. But it is the fucking devil, okay? It is hindering all of our growth. It's hindering our growth. It's giving us false ideas of what growth is, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, like instead of yeah. actually growing, we we read those stupid inspirational quotes as if that's better than just reading a book or spending time with ourselves or journaling or going on a walk or listening to music and actually growing. Listen, it, it's so uncomfortable drowning out the noise. Mm -hmm. It is, it's truly like for me, like- No, it's comfortable drowning out the noise, right? Oh, sorry. That's not what I meant. It's truly uncomfortable, uncomfortable having to sit with the noise. Having to sit with silence. Yes. Like when when there's no noise, when you're you can't like whatever. Yourself. I put my phone in the other room. Whoa. But I put it on loud because I was like, oh, if it's on <laughs> no, because I was like, if it's on silent, you'll then stress. be stressed yeah. to like, oh, Josie yeah, fell. Yeah, of course, or some of bullshit. course. Of course. You know, I don't know. So I I just like, I didn't like cry, but I I I just so went there with my emotions and with my like needs and my, and I just vulnerability. like vulnerability and I just went there. And, and then of course there's that voice in my head going like, this is so stupid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, oh, this is so stupid. Like put on a Netflix show, like have a glass of wine, put on a Netflix show. That'll be better for you. Mm -hmm. No, did not do that. Well, you don't even really drink wine. But like, you know, to like calm down, to like take a gummy or something. <laughs> And I did bring my gummies because in my mind, it's like, oh, I'm going to have like a gummy night maybe. I didn't know you were a gummy person. <sighs> oh, yeah. I love those. Sleep gummies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Um, okay. So you sat. Okay. So I, I was so like, impressed. With I was you. like, okay. I was like, I'm going to just start simple. Okay. Because it, it's a super moon, right? So it's like, the, it's very powerful. Let me just read to you. Let me just read to you what it, um, it what it meant. I'm just going to give you the quick, a quick version, just so you know what we're working with. Really okay. Cause it's a very, it's a very, very, very powerful time. Okay. And I think it's still powerful. It was extra powerful that night, but it's a very powerful time that you can still tap into. And by the way, you're some of the shit that I wrote has like already happened. <gasps> like I'm not even fucking you writing you. for me. I did. Oh, good. But it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, nothing in my life's happened, so. Um, okay, damn it. Where is this screenshot? Oh, here we go. Okay. The new moon in Aquarius on January 21st is a time of new beginnings and fresh starts. This is a powerful time to set intentions and manifest your deepest desires. Aquarius is a sign of innovation, progress, and individuality. So this new moon will be a great time to tap into your unique talents and abilities and put them to good use. This is a perfect time to let go of old patterns and beliefs that no longer serve you and to embrace new ways of thinking, 
and being. Mm. I embrace my individuality and trust in my unique talents and abilities. I release old patterns and beliefs that no longer serve me and open myself up to new ways of thinking and being. I trust the journey and take bold steps towards manifesting my deepest desires under the powerful energy of the new moon in Aquarius. Okay. Mm, So I wrote that down at the top. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I just like went for it. And I went on this tangent of I am, Mm. right? And I just, I I listed off like a hundred like I am more vulnerable. Mm. I am more positive. I am less negative. Mm-hmm. I am, right? Like, and I like pages and pages of that, okay? Of like who the person I want to be. Yep. And the person I want to embody. And then I got really specific and went into like just real specific, specificities. Specificity. Spec- the fuck? The fuck? I can never say it. Specificity. 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 Yep. Yeah. And I got super specific about um, just like different from the letter, right? Different, like, you know how I told everybody to write a letter to themselves? Yeah. This was just different. And I was like, oh, God, like, it's going to be really hard for me to stay tapped into this place. But that moon guided me. <gasps> and I was there for like until I got a knock on the door and the freaking kids were back. And I was oh, like, what man. the heck? I, you know, I thought they were going to be out a little longer. Right. So <clears throat> it's weird. So I did it. And I woke up like truly with different energy. I I swear to God, I woke up with just like different energy and things have just been like in a flow the Mm. last few days. I can't explain it. And it's not like, oh, anything like drastic has happened. Just things are in a flow and I see a path to having everything I want. And I'm not talking about like material things. I mean, I threw in some material things for sure. Of course you did. Of course. But the truth is, like, this shit works. Mm. Like, it really... Well, I felt for you when time and really I landed. Works. You know, you had very good communication with me oh. in a different way. What That was one of my I am. I am a better communicator. I am a good communicator. Uh-huh. I'm a thoughtful communicator. Yeah. I'm a present communicator. I am responsive. <gasps> Whoa. All that was in there. I love that. Uh-huh. Well, when we landed in San Francisco... Oh, I know. Yeah. Um, I did something I would normally not do. Yeah, you did. It was really mm-hmm. helpful. So, I know. I, you know, I am like someone who I'm very particular and I need things that I need. And so- Sarah like just lives on her own schedule. So she could say, um, oh, do you want to come over at one o'clock? And I'm like, okay, yeah, but I want to get lunch. So uh, what should I order something? No, just come here and we'll order something. Are you sure? Just get here and order something. I'll get there. And you're like in the shower. I'm like, Okay, you're in the shower. And have plans it. And ha- yeah, and you're like, I actually am leaving. I actually or, have a birthday. <laughs> I, I'm actually not, I'm not even hungry. So just get something for yourself. And I'm like, what the fuck? I could have ordered food on my way over. Like yeah. she just, you don't like factor in like other people's schedule, wants, needs, whatever. And we get into fights about it a lot. Uh-huh. So landed in San Francisco around 10 a.m. Called you from the car. I said, hey, I can come to the hotel right now and we can like get breakfast with the kids um, at the hotel. Or I can go with Simon to see his grandparents and come back like in 45 minutes. And Simon was like, Aaron, just go be with your sister. You guys go have breakfast together. And I was like, okay, Sarah, I'll come have breakfast. And you said to me, okay, I just want to let you know, I am moving slow. I am not in a rush to go downstairs and have breakfast. So if you're going to get here and be frustrated that I'm in my pajamas and I don't plan on going downstairs for another like half hour or so, then I think you should just go with Simon. And I go, thank you so much for telling me that. If I had gotten to the hotel and I went down to the lobby and I was like, where are you guys? 
come downstairs. I want to have breakfast. And you weren't coming down for 45 minutes. And I'm like, Aaron, you're so annoying. Stop pushing me. I'm happy. Yes. And you're like, just, why didn't you just fucking tell me? Yeah. Because you would be like, okay, just come to the hotel and we'll figure it out. And we would have gotten into a fight. And instead you communicated and it was like such a blessing. But I also don't think it's just me being, I think I'm not that way just because I'm just like so frivolous and careless and I don't care about anyone else. It's that deep down, I do want to please everyone and Mm. I do want to be there for everyone. And I never want to like, and I always want to be like fun and I want to like do this. And like deep down, I I did want to be that person that went and sat at breakfast and had coffee and like, it's like whatever, but Mm -hmm. I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. I'm just... I just, I'm not that person. I want to just sit in my robe as long as I possibly can till mm-hmm. the minute I have to get dressed. So the thing I, is I can handle like taking my computer and sitting downstairs with a tea or whatever I'm having and like have a nice time to myself. But when I'm planning way, on something- That sounds like heaven. I know. But when I'm planning on something and then no one's showing up or you're like running, you're like just not prioritizing it, that's when I get frustrated. But you've also gotten better at adjusting. Yeah, cause I'm, because I'm, yeah, I'm not easy about that Because stuff. when you have something in your head of how it's supposed to be, can't you get are off married it. to it and you are not flexible. I agree. Tommy's a lot like that. He is just not flexible, mm-hmm. okay? He is always like, I mean, this is crazy. Everything is so last minute. I'm like, bro, my life is kind of last minute. Things mm-hmm. come up in the last minute. Like this is not, my life is not like the most- Well, I think you're talking about like, you know, planning a family vacation and oh, like yeah. it's two weeks until then. And he's like, I've been asking you for three months to okay, kick book me a hotel. When I'm, <laughs> I'm just, just saying you might need to get better at like planning family vacations. But I hear you on that. I am extremely- Unflexible, you're inflexible. Not the most malleable. No, I'm definitely not. And I'm working on it. I'm yeah. really, really trying to get better at it. And but you communicating with me made all the difference and helped me. And then we ended up having a totally fine time. All right, Sarah, tell us about the master class that you loved the most. So I've I've watched a handful of them. I watched the Chris Jenner one. I watched the Bob Iger one. And I also watched a chef one because everybody always talks about the chefs on Masterclass. Mm -hmm. There's really nothing like this this business model. So Mm -hmm. you pay like a subscription fee and you have access to the top experts in whatever field you're possibly interested in. And it's literally a Masterclass. Mm -hmm. You sit there and you just like are soaking in the stories, tips, tools. It's just so inspiring. And you watch these and you go, oh shit, like I'm inspired. Like you take notes. Mm-hmm. And and the Bob Iger one, he shares tips for a successful negotiation, which is very no, no. hard to know how to negotiate. No, no. He's very specific. He, he, like, he talks about how to remove your ego from the process and how to make everyone feel like they've come out a winner. Yeah. You know how hard it is to be in a business setting and make everybody else feel like they just got what they wanted? Yeah. And he walks you literally step by step on how to achieve his sort of mindset. So it's like, you can read people's books, you can read people's interviews, but it's like kind of like vague. Hearing them talk about it is so different. This is specific. Mm -hmm. So if you're someone who's, you know, wanting to learn more about a lot of things, this is a great gift also. Mm -hmm. You have just all these experts at your like fingertips. Exactly. So we highly recommend that you check it out. You can get unlimited access to every class and as a world's first podcast listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. So go to masterclass.com slash foster pod now. That is masterclass.com slash foster pod for 15% off masterclass. I think that there's so many tools on how to communicate better in all aspects. Like I was saying to Josh, I was like, I need help. Like you need to help me 
be a better communicator in the workplace, which you've thrown in my face many times. But like, I don't know how to, I get so frustrated when things are fucked up, when things are messed up and it like truly upsets me. And he's like, Sarah, instead of, instead of being like, you know, I don't understand why is this fabric like this? You know, this is crazy, blah, blah. He's like, you need to get more like factual. Instead of freaking out, you just go, okay, so what does this do to the timeline? Because Mm -hmm. clearly we can't, this won't work. So Mm -hmm. what does this do to the timeline? Like if you put it back, he goes, you've hired people or people are working at your company who are, they're meant to be there. They have a skill set that you do not have. Give them the opportunity, put it in their court, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, no, you're I'm not doing the perfect job of explaining this, but yeah. it was so, you know, it was so like, there's just so many helpful tools in communicating. And I think a huge tool too is like in conflict, asking questions is so powerful. Like instead of like, well, I fucking don't agree with you. It's like, well, why do you think that I should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Or why do you think I'm so upset? Like, why do you think I'm so upset? Mm-hmm. Like, if you can, like, throw it back on the other, not in a manipulative way, but truly in, like, a productive way, mm-hmm. I wish Josh would come on. He has the best tools mm-hmm. for communicating with the sibling, with the coworker, with the husband. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever would, though. He's a life coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's probably a conflict of interest at some point. He's your therapist. He's our couple's therapist. He's Simon's therapist. I mean... Well, yeah. ther- sorry, I should not say therapist. But we should says, do an episode. That. No, you can't say that. But we should do an episode on the art of communication. Like just I on mean, communication. Yeah. Because if we could all get better at communicating with all the people in our lives, mm-hmm. spouse, sibling, children, coworkers, neighbor you hate, mm-hmm. if we all could get better, we, we could get everything we wanted. Mm-hmm. Like you can get everything you want by being a good communicator. And like when you're stuck in your, I think it's so good that you're exploring new ways to talk in work settings because- In all settings. I want to communicate differently with my kids. Like I have a very, I need to be seen. I need to be heard because Mm -hmm. as a kid, I wasn't, Mm -hmm. right? So I am like, I need to be, you need to listen to me. So you started a hundred because you haven't, because you're starting with like old stuff probably like- Yeah, listen, I wasn't, when you're taught as a young child to not show emotion or have emotion, you like, it it like stunts your growth. It's like you, you don't have, you don't have the tools. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just lacking so many tools. And this isn't like, oh, I raised myself. I had two loving parents, but, and we've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. We had a mom who didn't know how to regulate her emotions. And we had a dad who didn't want us to have any emotions. Mm -hmm. So when you are raised like that, like it really fucks you up. Yeah, it's very confusing. Like I am super fucked up and mm-hmm. I've had to, I don't even know how I know how to teach my kids, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to put that shit on your kids. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's amazing you're looking at all this stuff because at the end of the day, the question you have to ask yourself when you're like, well, I don't want to do this differently or I don't want to change or I can't do that. It's like, is it working? Is the way you're communicating at work working? Probably not. Is the way you're communicating with your kids working? Probably not. I mean, the company is successful. But. No, I know. But you know that those moments where you lash out, you're not, those people are not more excited to like get it right for you. Yeah. Those people are not excited mm-hmm. and looking forward to doing it better next time for you. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about like, maybe there's another job I could get where someone doesn't scream. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not getting us what we want. And I had to learn this in couples therapy. I mean, I thought it was 
perfectly fine and normal to like scream and name call and cuss in a fight and like slam the door and walk out because no one ever said to me that like that you shouldn't do that. So when Simon and I started fighting, he's like, are you okay? You're like using the F word. Are you okay storming out of the room? That is so disrespectful. And I'm like, but what? you that's also what, go silent. I'm like, that's what you people do You go fights. silent treatment. And yeah. silent treatment is toxic as fuck. Yeah, they call it stonewalling. It's actually considered very bad. No, no. It's like very toxic. I do it too. I will just fucking, mm-hmm. I will, I will ice it's you. It's actually one of the four horsemen of, uh, I don't know if they call it of divorce, but one of the four horsemen that can take a relationship down is, uh, is stonewalling. It's very toxic. In the relationship book that Josh told Simon and I to read, which is very good. And just as a reminder, it's called The Seven Principles to a Happy Marriage. And they give you these four horsemen that if they are present in your relationship or prominent, it's a bad sign. By the way, if you are somebody who is looking to better yourself in business and whatever, you should message me because Josh is now out on his own. Oh, that's right. And he is open. Mm -hmm. You know, he might not love me saying this, but he is open Mm -hmm. to taking on a few more clients. Serious inquiries only. No, no. Like, like he's like the real deal. So it's very, very, you have to be very serious about truly like wanting, like needing this Mm -hmm. kind of life coach in your life. So serious inquiries only message me just because I feel like we're a nice little family here. I wanted to, you know, I normally like to keep things for myself, but this is something I feel like I've given out like doctor recs to people who DM me and stuff. Right. So this can all happen via direct message. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think that's great. Well, I'm really excited about all your, the stuff you're working on. Well, I I mean, let's see if it actually works. Yeah, but saying it out loud is also scary too, because when you say it out loud, that means you actually have to do it. Pause because I forgot to organize pickup for my child. Hold on a second. Um, should we get to audience questions? Like yeah. with you? And you know what? We get really good questions from people that really put thought into them. Yeah. And, and we really do nice. save them for next episode. We Do we save them? Yeah. Okay, good. What was any moment in your early 20s that you felt a shift? I'm feeling trapped. Did you shift in your early 20s, sir? Oh, no, my early 20s were just so brutal. Like my early 20s were just like paralyzed by wanting a guy to feel the same way about me that I felt about Mm -hmm. him. And it was just- All encompassing. Yes. And it's like, it wasn't even his fault. It was my fault. Like he wasn't doing, he was just living his fucking life. I made the choice to just be like- Mm, He wasn't great to you. No, no, I'm not saying he was great to you. I'm just saying people break up. You know what I mean? People break up. People don't treat each other right, but it's it's only up to you to decide what you're willing to live with and what you're willing not to live with. So yeah, but you're, I don't like that. That's a little bit. I think sometimes you're very protective of men, mm-hmm. and I think that your instinct is that like it's a guy's right to fuck you over, cheat on you, leave you, lie, and it's kind of on you to not be upset about no, it. No, but it shouldn't have taken me years to move on. No, that's that, what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with. I just mean the actual relationship itself. He was shitty. Oh, but I'm not but talking about the relationship. I'm talking you, about the post. I refused to the post. I refused oh, post relationship. Oh po- yes, no. In yes. oh yeah, yeah. You would not move on. No. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I just I wasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such no. like yeah, you lost like years. Incredible years wrapped up in. Why was I not good enough for this person? It wasn't even about the person. Like what it was wrapped up in, but why? And it's another reminder. You should never hinge your opinion of yourself on one person, one job, one friend, one fight, one anything. Oh my God. Like 
I think that my shift in my early 20s was, and I've talked about this before, so I'll just say it really fast, but I really didn't like the way that people thought of me. I didn't like how people viewed me. I didn't really like people's perception of me. And I realized that, you know, it was probably based on truth. And it was really just up to me to change myself. I couldn't fight with other people and say, that's not who I am. This is who I am. Just be the person you want to be. And I realized it was completely in my control. If I want to be viewed differently, then I have to act differently. I have to behave differently. And it, and, and it's sort of like the thing you're saying about the Netflix thing. I think big shifts happen really quietly. I will never forget when I had been in this long four-year relationship that was terrible and every fight was like a screaming fight. what does that do with Netflix? Oh, because I'm going to tell you. That the real time that I was actually done with him treating me badly, I didn't scream. I didn't yell. I didn't threaten anything. I just knew quietly in myself, I'm done. You'll realize I'm done because you're going to feel the shift and I'm never coming back to you. And it's exactly the way I feel about the Netflix things. I don't feel a need to be loud about it because I know if it succeeds, if it does well, people will see it. People will know that it's happening. I don't feel a need to scream it. When, you, when, when shifts happen, they happen, I think, quietly and alone because that's when they're real. If you have to tell everybody what an asshole someone is and how I'm so over that person or I don't care about that person, you're still talking about them. I know someone said to me recently, they're like, this is so crazy. Like you guys closed a venture fund. Like that's crazy. Why is that not like, why is everyone not talking about that? Why isn't that like in the trades? I was like, well, I don't know. We don't have a publicist. Like, we don't, like, but this is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. how is this not, you're not like, you need to get that out there. And it's like, on one hand, like, yeah, but well, closing, yeah. a, closing a fund is not a big deal. Making a smart investment Well, is. no. Raising millions of dollars as two females who are in, you know, have a fashion brand and have okay, a yes, podcast. But there's, but yeah, there's a mean, step two to it. If we, and if with that fund, we invest in a company that goes big, I promise you, people will know that. No, about it. I get it. I'm just saying people's, you know, like automatic response is like, oh my God, well, why haven't you, like, why isn't this blah, 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 blah. It's like, I don't know. Like, we're just like not really talking about it. And 10 years ago, I wouldn't have slept until every single person knew that we raised millions and millions of dollars, you know? And, and my point is like, I'm not trying to shame people that are, because I was in that place too. I was in that place too, where I needed everyone to know that I was doing this and that because it gave me my Mm self-worth. And I'm not saying that I'm so evolved to where I really only find my self-worth from the, my own self-worth from the internal work I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Of course it makes me feel good when good things happen in my career or when I get a compliment or when I feel pretty. Of course. And that is okay. I'm just saying it can't be the whole piece of the pie. Let it be a piece of the pie. I agree. But not the whole piece of the pie. I agree. Um, I have but, another question here. Wait, hold on. I, you you got to move on from a question at something, some point. I know, but you were saying something that I had a thought about or an opinion about. Oh, I do have a shift in my early 20s. And that is when I picked Tommy. Mm. Because that, I was 24. Was closing, closing a chapter. 24, 25. That was closing a chapter. Like I made... I kept the door open for so long. It felt like hoping, hoping, oh my God, like this is my person. Like I know it, I know it. And and like going with Tommy, even though this person is like, if this person ever heard this, he, I'm sure he'd be like, what are you talking about, bitch? We were never like going to get married, you know? 
But like for me, for me, <laughs> it's really funny. You're like, uh, according to you. Yeah. You were. I'm like, well, according to me, I did close that door. Yeah. Okay. I closed the door to he's our like, marriage. He's like, that door was always closed. Yeah. He's like, I was bitch. What? <laughs> but that's what happens with a lot of women is yes. you think you're in something that the other person isn't actually in with you. Yes. And you lose a lot of Oh, I thought, okay, if I take this step with Tommy, like if I start dating this person, that's going to be like, are we, are, are, that is going to be the end of this other situation. Like that was my rationale at 24 years right. old. And that guy's like, I'm on vacation with my girlfriend yeah, right that now. Yeah, guy's like, literally, I'm in the Maldives, bitch. What is, who is, who, what's your name again? He's like, congratulations on your engagement. Yeah, exactly. But, um, no, not engagement. Like, like dating. Just like deciding to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Committed yeah, yeah. in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. Um, but, but no, the shift isn't, only that it was that Tommy was a nice guy. Yes. That was the shift. I didn't like nice guys. Mm-hmm. I didn't like guys that I couldn't trust or that I c- could tr- trust. That I could trust. I didn't like guys who weren't like larger than life mm-hmm. and kind of fucking rude. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. Tommy's a little rude. He's rude now, <laughs> but he wasn't rude then. <laughs> he was on his best behavior. In the no, beginning. it's true. You chose someone. And who- it was hard for me. He was just present. And nice mm-hmm. and made me feel safe and made me feel seen and thought I was really cool and thought I was special. But wasn't a pussy. No, God, no. He was like fucking number eight in the world as a professional athlete. He was more of a man than any guy I'd yes. ever been with. But at the time, I didn't know it. At the time, it felt like, scary. oh God, I'm making the healthy choice. Like I am going to be attracted mm-hmm. to this guy who is just like, does it make me crazy and who mm-hmm. I can trust? Like, is that hot to me? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I remember saying to you, after our first date, at like, the gas station, he's so nice. I don't, I don't know if the, mm-hmm. I can do this. Like, he's just so sweet. Yeah, and I was so like, that your, was a your shift head straight. because I never liked guys like that. Yeah, so I it's an important. It's a really important shift. Very, very important, important shift. shift. Okay, here's one. Um, a younger guy is trying to shoot his shot. I'm two years older, which isn't a lot, but I have two kids and he has none. I'm afraid of getting hurt, but he seems really nice. I'm afraid of the I'm not ready for a relationship with kids excuse down the line. He also has a reputation of being a boy, but to me, he seems grounded and mature. Should I try it or shut it down? I say try it. Okay. I think it's... it's two years is not a lot. No, Simon's two, two years, years is not a lot, but I need ages. Like, are you 28 and he's 26? Like... See that? See the math I just did right there? Whoa, two years? I know. I just did that quick. That was really fast. I didn't even use my fingers. So that is one thing because it's like then you can have more I kids. I agree, but I don't think. But you I need do to think judge someone on like that. Two years is not a lot. No. Twelve years, I would say this could be no. Tough. But I've seen problems in relationships where the woman is at the precipice of not being able to have kids, and the guy she's with wants kids. Mm-hmm. That is a factor. That requires planning. Well, yeah. But because we have a little bit of a younger audience, I would say that's probably not the case. <laughs> Listen, these are logistics that they should have uh, hopefully assume they've talked about this by now because you have to decide, do you want more kids if he wants kids? Assuming those things have been discussed, the two years I think you should nothing. be with him. It's more just you have kids, he doesn't. Yeah. So that is, the bigger, mm-hmm. that is the bigger thing. Most likely, you're going to be having to have conversations that like that are just different because you're not starting your lives together mm-hmm. and you can bet he most likely will want kids, right? Yeah. So so I think it's just not only that, but because you're already a mom, you are you are emotionally, I'm sure, more mature than someone who's not. You so you can't be afraid to have these there tough are a lot conversations. Of- there are great guys out there that oh God, are amazing yeah. to someone who has kids. Amazing. You know, sometimes it's Step easier. parents can be amazing. Yeah. So I think you should definitely go for it. I think Definitely. you should 100% go for it, but I think you should also 
you're a mom, you're responsible for two other people. You can't be afraid to have these conversations. So I would not have the hard conversations first. You do not want to get engaged or married or move in with someone until you have the conversations that might be unsexy, that might push him away. It's better to know now before you take those big steps. Yeah, I agree. What he is capable of, you have children. So Mm -hmm. don't be afraid to have the conversations and have them before you take any of these steps, but definitely go for it. Agree. Can I, can I? I love that people think two years is a big difference. I know. Will you read this one? Because I think that's, wait, no. Read. Yeah. That's two dates? Yeah. What, you like can't read or something? No, I didn't want, I thought you'd say it's your turn to read one. No. No, that's, the new me doesn't care. The new me is not competitive. What? Read all you want. Wait, Sarah, what if our podcast stops being funny? Because you're like evolved. Oh, I'm like that like Keith Richards thing where I can't quit heroin because I won't create great songs anymore. I didn't know that he said that. I don't know. I don't know where I just got that. Oh, okay. No, no. I'll keep being funny. It's fine. Um, okay. I'm sure I'll revert back to my old ways. This is just like a <laughs> No, thing. I'm really into this new you. Yeah. It, um, pro- it probably won't last. Okay. Went on two dates with a guy, 30. I'm assuming the guy's 30. I love when people give us more specifics. Well, tell them. Yeah. Um, went on two dates with a guy who's 30 and they went well. He followed up the next day, etc. Two days later, he texted me asking me how my weekend was. I responded, asked a question, but have not heard back from him since. Is this too much of a red flag? I feel like he might have just been trying to hook up with me. I almost just said, what's who? I knew. I knew you were going to say that. I looked at that thinking, that's a typo. I knew. What is a who? Like haiku? Like what is a... <laughs> I knew I that. literally was looking at this going, where are you going with this? Like uh-huh. where, where are you going with this typo? Uh-huh. I knew if you... I wish you had read it because you could have said who me. I would have said who me. Try but I knew me. that this young person... Like, what is this slang? Okay. Yep. But I knew that she meant hook up. Um... <sighs> I don't think that's a red flag per se. Not a great communicator though. But I would say that, you know, we, we've we said this before and it's, it's sad that we didn't know this in our 20s. I'm, I wake up sometimes in a sweat just thinking about the dumb shit that I Oof. didn't understand. Um, that if a guy wants to see you, he's going to try to see you. And if he wants to talk to you, he's going to reach out to you. 100%. So when he's not responding... The no response is a response. When a man shows you who he is, believe him. Exactly. He's showing you. He doesn't care what you're doing today. He's not trying to see you today. He's got other plans. He's not in a hurry to lock it down. It doesn't mean it's a red flag if you're not hearing from someone every 10 minutes. No. But like this is, he's showing you yeah. who he is. So it doesn't mean never speak to him again, but maybe go out on a date with that other guy you were talking to. And see what happens. You yeah. Know? Like, don't, I wouldn't, don't I wouldn't wait around. Your, don't put all your eggs in this basket. Yeah, I wouldn't wait around for this. <sighs> oh, wait, this is for you because you're anxiously attached, right? <laughs> I don't know, really. Wait, I thought we decided I'm an avoidant attachment yeah. and you're an anxious. Maybe I am an anxious attachment. Great. Yeah. So this is for you. Okay. Hi, do you have any tips for navigating a relationship when you have an anxious attachment and ways to avoid this potentially hurting your relationship? Yeah. Well, when you're an anxious attachment styled person, you're going to get hurt a lot in relationships. So the faster that you can work on yourself, hmm. being being an anxious attachment style, I mean, I'm not the author of that book, but having been one, it all stems from your fears and anxieties and insecurities as a person. So when you work on yourself, your attachment style evolves and you have to try to choose people who are secure attached. Hmm. A, a person with a secure That's attachment- really, really can, can help you. Listen, it's not like you need to rely on a person to fix yourself because you should be able to fix yourself on your own. But 
as someone who now is married to someone who has a secure attachment style, it does kind of calm the voices, you know, it calms all the fears. It's like, it's someone that has the bandwidth to absorb your anxiety and help you through it. That's really good advice. You've got to attach yourself to a securely attached person. Okay. So the other thing is that when you have an anxious attachment style, you tend to like overanalyze things and you think ahead and you get afraid of things that could happen, potentially would happen. And if it's a relationship you really care about, I would protect the relationship a little bit. Talk to your therapist about it. Don't talk to him about it. Dad used to always say, don't borrow trouble. And at the time it was like annoying. It was like, well, no, I'm like really upset. But now like it makes sense. You know, it really Mm -hmm. does make sense. You're just anticipating. You said it the day what your DBT guy said. When you're anxious or when you're, it's really just assuming that you won't be able to handle it's a problem o- you're presented with. Overestimating the potential of the threat and, and underestimating-, underestimating your ability to, to handle it. Exactly. Um, okay, wait. So what is the most annoying thing <laughs> a fan has ever done or said to you guys? Okay, I feel like this is stupid, but it's annoying when people are like, oh my God, when are you going to do another reality show? Mm. Okay, you guys. And this is no disrespect to reality. We love the house. I mean, hello, it's like our favorite show on the planet. Barely Famous was not a reality show. Aaron and I from a very young age have, our dad did a reality show when Aaron and I were like 17 and 20 or 18 years we old. Weren't, we weren't in that. No, but like we could have been. And even at 17 years old, when everybody was trying to like be famous on a reality show, we were like, you know, that's just not the path we want to take. We mm-hmm. really want to like hone our craft and be taken seriously and do this. And and our entire lives we've been surrounded by, then our mom was on, stepmom was on the housewives. And, and we've always made conscious decisions to not be part of reality TV, not because we think we're better than that, just because it was just, we were very clear that mm. that was not the path. I mean, now looking back, we really should have done a reality show. I know. <laughs> but Barely Famous, we was we worked so hard. We wrote that fucking show. We had a writer's room. That was, those are not, re- that is not me and Aaron. Those are characters. This was a scripted show. You were kind so of when, yourself. Yeah. But so when p- people are like, fans like, oh my God, like do another mm-hmm. reality show. I'm like, another? We've never done a reality yeah. show and we never will. I mean, yeah, that is annoying. Granted, I would kill it on The Real Housewives of Miami, like in my 50s. I still see that for you. Yeah. So, if the show is still around. Exactly. What's the most annoying thing a fan has ever done or said to you? Okay, well, this... Oh, it's also annoying when you think I'm Aaron. That is so rude. <laughs> like, I mean, like, hello. It's oh, very rude. That is really funny. Um, so I, like, I get overwhelmed really easily. And I get really, like, I kind of short circuit sometimes when, like, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of people. And, like, I've, I've gotten better at it when we do, like, meet and greets and stuff. And I can really be present. But sometimes I have a hard time in, like, situations, like, managing a lot. Just because I'm an anxious person. And so Sarah and I spoke at USC one time. Remember we spoke at USC? Brought Valentino with us. Oh my God. Yeah. And we had like the best time and it was so fun. And then- Someone said you were rude. Yeah, someone said I was really rude. We left on a golf cart. Yeah, and it got back to us. And it got back to us. Sarah was amazing. Aaron Aaron was really so rude. But it wasn't like, it was, I don't remember who it was that said it, but something about me being rude Mm -hmm. and dismissive or not saying hi to someone or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I kept trying to figure out what the situation could have been because 
I was so happy to be there. And you pride yourself on always being I'm, nice. Do you know how many times like people come up to me in the grocery store and stuff and I talk to them for like 20 minutes? Well, that's like, crazy. Well, I do, but that, I but I do do that. Like yeah. someone's like, oh God, sorry, I'm in an elevator. Are you Aaron Foster? I'm like, yes, we talk. I find, I mean, I hear about their life. Because right, like, that's who you are. You really do care what people. Yeah, I really do care. Stories. It's yeah. just a little bit easier for me when it's one person coming up to me versus at being at an event. Oh, and maybe, sorry, Beyonce. I no, mean. you know what I mean? Like if you're at an event and you're talking and you're in a big yes, group of I people and someone wants to have a private conversation and there's a yes. lot of people there, it just gets really overwhelming. So I maybe I don't handle it great, but- it really bummed me out that that person was saying that I was like rude and dismissive. Mm-hmm. The only thing I could think of is that when we you left- You were also wrangling Valentina the whole time. We brought V yeah. and I wasn't, I was like in my own world and yeah, you, you were, were out to lunch. You were parenting her. Yeah. So I think like that is the thing that just sort of bums me out is that we all have to remember that out in the world, think about when you go out into the world and all the things that you have going on in your head. Maybe you're in a fight with a friend. Maybe you're stressed about a work thing. Maybe you like have avoided something and you're worried about it. Maybe you're feeling insecure about yourself. Maybe you like got your period when you thought you were pregnant, you know, like got your, exactly. Like literally, literally could be that. Or maybe you feel fat in your jeans Mm -hmm. and you feel bad about yourself or whatever the thing is, is that that is what every person is out in the world experiencing. And so for you, that moment might be perfect timing, but for that person, it might not be perfect timing. Yeah. And so like have a little bit of understanding that, you know, like that just bums By me By the out way, that I goes can- with everything, not even just like a fan encounter. That goes with like a friend. Like you go to a party totally, and your friend is being a little cold or being whatever. And you're like, oh my God, what did I say? What did I do? Are we not okay? It's like, it's not, everything is mm-hmm. not about you. No, literally Kelly Sawyer told me I don't remember. I do not remember who it was, but somebody at her You birth- never remember who it was. Erin loves to do this. She's like, someone was saying this thing about you. I can't remember who it was. I know, I'm, I'm like, really, well, bitch, really you better remember memory. who it was. Well, this wasn't about you, though. It was about me. Some girl at her birthday party two years ago said that they she thought I was kind of like, didn't like her, or was kind of cold or rude. And all I could remember about that birthday is that I felt fat and I was really bloated and my jeans were really tight and I felt gross. And I just felt bad about myself. And so- I look back at those photos and I'm like, I was just in my head because you look I back was at those photos like I wish I looked like that. No, 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 I looked bad. Oh. No, no, I was a little. I was. No, but little you know what they tight. say? They're like, you, you be nicer to yourself because you're gonna look at those photos one day and be like, why wasn't mm-hmm. I living it up mm-hmm. during that when that picture was no, taken? That's true. This is not one of those situations though. Okay. Um, but whatever was going on for that girl, I wasn't. It wasn't about her. I don't mm-hmm. have anything again. I don't even know who it was. I'll ask Kelly so I can give you a name. Yeah, but we, we've said this before. In our minds, we're the biggest deal for someone else, right? But we are, we're just, we're just not that important. We're just not you, me, any of us. None of us actually No, but like, this girl actually did think I was important because she mm-hmm. um, thought I was rude to her at her birthday. No, I get it. But I, what I'm saying is for you, you're like, you can't handle it that someone thinks, oh my God, I'm rude. But for that person, she probably didn't think about it again. Right, maybe. I don't know. I but don't what know. if she's someone like you with like what? a hit list? Not as many people have the hit list like I do. I know. You got a long one. Wait, this is a really good one. (laughs) Dealing with mom, sis, fighting. I can see both sides, but my sister wants me to 100% back her. Mm. Okay. 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 Well, so what is it? Like advice? Like, look, this is something that Erin and I really struggle with because I want Erin to always have my back, Mm -hmm. even if she doesn't agree. Mm -hmm. I want her to see my side, even if she doesn't agree. And guess what? She never fucking does. (laughs) And it's super annoying. And it makes me resent her. You're wrong a lot. But- but according to you, mm-hmm. and, that, and mom and but, Jordan and dad, yeah. But but according to you guys, 
you guys are all like fucked up. Like, you know, <laughs> none of you guys are journaling on the super moon. I'm actually like True. bettering myself. You True. guys are still. Well, mom actually is. Yeah, mom is. Mom is. But like, sure. I don't What's think... the advice? I don't know. <sighs> That's a really tough one because there's big situations like a wedding or something where you want your sibling to have your back. And then there's like small day-to-day fights. Yeah, but what I think me it's might okay. be big for you is not big for me. Your wedding was a big deal to you. It wasn't as big of a deal to me. Other things that are really big deal to me, they're not as big of a deal to you. You were in the trenches fighting on my behalf at my wedding. Sure was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I am loyal to the bone, girl. But if I do something fucked up, you could be like, Aaron, come on. You're, you're being a little extreme there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't... Th- uh, I don't how pers- is Rolex? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was so cute. It just made me happy. <gasps> Oh my God, the fact that you have a horse named Rolex truly I didn't name her. kills me. It but it's really, fitting, isn't it? It really is fitting. It is so fitting. This is who you're meant to be. A real house of a Miami with a horse named Rolex. By the way, I think I'd be happy living that life. A million percent. Like, I honestly- No, you're happier with the Supermoon stuff, I think. That stuff would catch up with you. No, I really think me in like Wellington, Palm Beach area. Where's Wellington? Florida. With that humid air. Mm-hmm. You love the humidity. My horses. I'm, and I'm having lunch with Dr. Nicole. And you could have your tits out all the time all and the no time, one would shame you for it. All the time. I have my spray tan. I'm telling Larsa how I feel about her. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, by the way, I'm like, Alexia, can you? I would kill it on that show. By the way, I'm envious of their directness and their friendships. They're so direct. When something annoys them, they fucking say it in the moment. I think if I'm being real, like that is my happiness. Riding horses in Wellington and being a real housewife of Miami. Well, do it. Leave your kids here with me. Oh, no, they need to be in the show. They probably won't take me unless I show the family. <laughs> Gotta bring the family. <gasps> right. Or reinventing myself in Miami and I'm just like alone. You're single. I mean, I'm just like, you No know, kids. I don't know. Anything to get me on. Right. Maybe um, that is, maybe, maybe this is all just a facade. I'm trying to be like taken seriously and like venture and shows and the pod, this fucking podcast and the, the brand. It's not like the worst reality I just want to like- Tommy would be very down your life in Miami. I just want to like have lunch. No, you don't. You're obsessed with working. Ugh, I know. I don't. Who am I? I just. I'm so fake. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> At least you're admitting it. I don't know who I am anymore. Um. Oh, Aaron, they want to hear about your lesbian love days. Oh, I maybe mean, that's for another pod. Yeah. I don't think we can do that. But I mean, I can do it. It's just not like a fast question. Right. If you could swap lives with one of your sisters, who would it be? Oh, none of them. <laughs> My life is. No offense. No offense. <laughs> None taken. Okay. Rolex is better. Um, hopefully I will get her back. Don't know. Why doesn't Sarah talk about her entourage cameo more? I mean, what? Did you that was that like a in? long time ago. <laughs> Anyways, it played myself. Yes, it was like crazy question. Okay, so. So. Um, oh, someone just said I would brag so much. Guys, I know. I should. I need to brag more about the things. But Sarah, I thought we were deciding we're not bragging more. I know, but this person's telling me I should. Oh, so just one comment, you're back to bragging? Everybody always says to bring Jordan back on. Isn't that I know. so funny? That's what I just said. I go, she is a veil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my God, how to stop thinking everyone is mad at you is really funny. Girl, I don't know. If you figure no, that out, more let di- me know. You have to be more direct. You have to I know, reach out to the person and say, are you mad done. at me? It is. It's scary. It's so scary, it's scary to do that. What if they say yes? I have a list of people I want to be like, what do you really think of me? Do you even like me? But like, <gasps> I'm too scared to say that. Because I think I have a handful of friends that don't even like me. Right. Like, I think they're my friends, but deep down, I think behind my back, they're like muting me on Instagram. She's so annoying. I have a feeling. Yeah. yeah. I know. More than a hunch. Okay. I don't, I'm done with these questions. I am too. I think that we did it. 
I think this is a great episode. We did it. I'm getting a little tired. I want to eat food. I'm not allowed to eat on the podcast. How long have we been recording for? Like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Can I have a beautiful like concept of time? Um, if you guys, I was going to say if they have any, um, if they want to pitch interesting things, we're a very open-minded oh, podcast. One thing we could say is that, and we, we get pitched a lot for guests, like, and we get pitched a lot for celebs, and we say no, guys. We are really trying mm-hmm. to be cognizant of just bringing you guys, you know, episodes to better yourself, to help you, to make you laugh. This is not. I mean, I really wish I could drop some celeb names that have asked me on the pod, and we ignore. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Also, remember we, when I said I wasn't going to brag? Yeah, I remember that. that but didn't you're last gonna long. Be you, girl, you can be a little bit of both. We invested in this company called Exponent, the skincare company, and we are- It is clinical skincare. It's amazing. It's very unique and different. So we, um, part of our job as investors is like getting it out there. And so if you own a high-end spa, a high-end, like a beauty supply- Let us know. You work for one of the big retailers like Credo Beauty or Ulta or Sephora or whatever, reach out to us and- um, You guys, this shit- You should have it in your place. This is- Next level, take it from me. I am the skincare freakazoid. I Google everything. I used the retinol last night. It is, your skin looks great. It is clinical skincare. There is nothing as potent as this hyaluronic serum and the powders. So just to quickly tell you what's different about it is that they looked at a ton of different, um, they looked at a ton of different skincare brands and tested the efficacy of the actual ingredients after like two months. And it turns out all of your serums have like, shelf life. They have a shelf life of like two months, six weeks. None of them are actually doing anything by the time you have had them for a year. So this is a powder that you mix in your hand with hyaluronic acid. It takes, by the way, a millisecond. Yeah, it takes takes six seconds. Every time you're using the serum, it's fresh, brand new. It is completely 100% effective. So hit us up individually on our Instagrams if you would like to. Because we're looking for the right people to partner with for the, um, you know, wholesale launch. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can text the number oh. on the Instagram too. Text the number on the Instagram. We as well. really want to be. We don't. We we want to pick a few of the right places. We're not. Yeah. And, and we also like don't know. Like there's probably so many ones that we don't even know about because mm-hmm. you and I aren't big. Yep. Okay. The other thing that we want to ask on here is that we want to get favorite daughter into some other stores in San Francisco. If you have just San Francisco, well, just it's a city we want to like target right now. Yeah. And so if you and I was talking to Renee about it, if yeah. you know like a great boutique, because we don't know in San Francisco, please tell us who it is. If you, if, but if you have a connection, that would be better. And other cities too. We don't know a lot of the cool boutiques. Yeah. And there's so many new cool it's ones. Boutique, not boutique. Okay. Um, all right, guys. Love you. What's 20 minus 10? 10. Okay. Ciao. If you like this podcast, leave a rating and review. This podcast is executive produced by... Can you not use that voice? I'm sorry, I'm trying to sound... Yeah, but you don't need to make it sexy. This podcast is executive produced Just by... Be, can you, do you have a normal voice? Yeah. Aaron Foster, Sarah Foster, and Allison Bresnick. Okay, I'll take over. Our, Our associate, associate producer is Montana McBurney. Our audio engineer is Josh Windish. This show is hosted by Simplecast. See, that didn't sound nice. That sounded great.